0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com
1: for more shows like this one.
0: Today's show is sponsored by Score Big. Next time you go see any game or show, go to Score Big first and see how much you can save. Head over to ScoreBig.com right now. Click on the microphone, enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN, and you'll save an extra $20 off your first ticket purchase. That's ScoreBig.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast.
2: Hey there, Dingbats. Welcome to the show. And welcome all you new Dingbats who probably subscribed after hearing the Perry Noble episode last week. I mentioned we got a bunch of uh, new Springers. So if you are new, we're glad that you are. And let me tell you how things work around here. You already know what the show is like because you listened to it last week, so you understand what we do a little bit. Well, let me tell you how it works. We're supported by our whole community. Uh, we do music, we do podcasts, and uh, a bunch of stuff, and people support it tons of ways. Some some is by buying music we put out, whether it's ours or Emory's and other bands, or whether it is paying for this podcast by joining the BC Club, joining the community, uh, the Facebook group, stuff like that, and then another really cool way people will support this show is by uh, going to our website finding the Amazon link on our page and then shopping on Amazon and just whatever you're going to buy anyway on Amazon gives us a little bit of a kickback so we appreciate if everybody would do that and uh, also thanks to everybody for getting on that House of Heroes pre-order I mean, my goodness it was uh, we're really excited about that we premiered a song here a week ago and then open the pre-order and it was the biggest pre-order of any album we've ever done on bc music uh we're so glad that you guys like that band and we're glad to have them on the roster i mean a good deal so uh, if you haven't listened to them yet go to the right now you can watch a video over there and you can pre-order the album get two tracks right away and you'll get the album before it's ever released and you'll have supported the band directly at a really important time during the pre-order phase so Please do that. Emery Acoustic shows are uh, almost sold out. Now they're even closer. Seventy tickets for Portland. Seventy-four tickets for Seattle. Meaning there's there's less than thirty left at each. They're gonna be gone soon. Also, that's all I'm gonna tell you. I got more news, but well, I'll save it. Let's get on with it.
0: Three, 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 two, 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 one, 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 one. Joey dropped the sabbatical bass. Joey dropped the sabbatical bass. Oh, boy, this is feeling exciting.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, it's the Bickers and Pookie. Oh. Woo. Hello, Matt Carter. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here, guys. Hell, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I love What's it when up, it starts bitches? in upbeat mode. It's better than last week. Isn't oh, bitches Shut up. That's not your fault, and it's not Joey's. I realized it was my fault the whole time. You don't know what it's like <laughs> Thanks to be for pastors. That. You Thanks don't know sure. what it's like to
0: be pastors. Joey and I have the weight of the world. We have a flock that we shepherd. I and your little bitch ass sits in a, <laughs> a room in Seattle with the rain drinking coffee and, mm-hmm. and bullshit. And just, you know what? You need to apologize.
1: <laughs> I the am. Way That's you what, what my
2: point is I am apologizing. I understand your job is stressful, I understand it's important. And necessary and you should be given the benefit of the doubt on in
1: every situation. Your burden is heavy. So okay. I, got, well, well, let I me, forgive you. Let me let me ask y'all something about this, cause I gosh, there's actually a chance that this could possibly get back to the person that posted this, and I'm just gonna chance that. But anyway, there's a <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a pastor that knows me from years back and on Easter morning he tagged a bunch of pastors and just said hey guys i know that you guys are gearing up for a big sunday just want to say be encouraged the gates of hell will not prevail and just like this major 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 encouragement sort of deal yeah then he posts this past monday hey like on his facebook basically just saying to people in general hey you know your pastors they do so much on sundays and and th- these are the people that you got so much out of yesterday and now these are the people that are in most need. And then he has stats of the number of pastors that have depression, stats of the ones that are having a hard time in their marriage, stats of just all this stuff. And I thought this fuels Matt's um, hypothesis of, of pastors in generals. but in general, but it just hit me. These sorts of posts that are supposed to encourage pastors keep them in that situation of depression and seemingly burnout and all that stuff, because it's encouraging other people to have that perception, which in turn encourages those people to treat their pastors in that capacity. And it's just like this is a vicious cycle. And here's what kind of offended me. Oh gosh, this is tough. You're not a pastor right now. You're on so <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can say that whatever that you want. <laughs> he actually said, and I I do believe that I. I believe this guy's heart, but someone actually said, Hey man, thanks for that post the other day. And he, he responded, you're welcome. Yesterday was a powerful day for me because I spent a lot of that time praying for pastors. I did not even know. And I was like, why would you even have to put that out there? You know what I'm saying? Like why, why just not say (laughs) Is that horrible? Yeah. It's probably horrible. You are very cynical and, and burnt by the church now that you're
0: on your sabbatical. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, I'm on my sabbatical. <laughs> I don't totally follow you. Like to on the outside looking in, like he's just saying, hey, look out for your pastors. They had, a, I mean, yesterday you thought they were doing an awesome job. Now they actually are probably coming down off their high. And might need your help. What are you saying? When when you mean what do you mean by it keeps them there?
1: I think that the position that people have put pastors on, we've all talked about is unhealthy. This is what leads to affairs. This is what leads to them being untouchable. This is what leads to other people saying, Hey, our pastor will do it. So all these sorts of things are when we say, Hey, and by the way, look out for your pastor. Tell them how much you appreciate them and all that stuff. I know that stuff is encouraging to me, but isn't that the very thing? that fuels the system of pastors being depressed pastors owning this responsibility. Cause when a pastor reads that they're they're like, yeah, I do have all Mm -hmm. this stuff on Uh, me. Why not just go to your pastor as a peer almost and say, Hey, I know we're all, I know we're in all this together, man. But, uh, because there is something to, no matter what kind of problems are going on in the church, I, I do have a sense of, feeling responsible for it but it's like that that needs to be discouraged instead of encouraged. yeah i think, I think what does. you're
2: saying is that it's like uh it's it's even further creating the difference in pastor and non-pastor it's highlighting yeah. that they're of a different thing and treat and should be treated differently than other people which right maybe it's part of the problem that causes that to be maybe in the right now you're not necessarily slamming that guy for saying do what you can or whatever
1: no, right. I'll say the how the system is in place, that guy is right. Pastors do need yeah. to be encouraged. I, I'm just saying probably the root, which is the system, uh, could be wrong. But dude, I love you. I, I really do like mm-hmm. you a lot, man, if, well, if that, someone tells well, you that, about this that's, podcast. That's
2: interesting. And And you're being a cynical person, which I really like now that you're not a pastor anymore. You can see... Oh yeah, see. this sabbatical
1: is doing <laughs> wonders for me, man.
2: Well, um, here's what I <laughs> semi-related. I wanted to talk about the benefit of the doubt. And I've said that before. I mean, benefit of the doubt is a thing that I think we get really kind of screwy. Um, and I'm thinking about it in, in this regard. Like, benefit of the doubt can be to me it's kind of can be passive to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. It can be lazy and it can, I think it even can be dangerous, but we think of benefit of the doubt as something that oh, you give people the benefit of the doubt it's a nice thing, but I find it treacherous even kind of thing so <laughs> and I'm serious, so think about it just for a minute uh let's say a doctor do you give a doctor the benefit of the doubt you shouldn't, but i people do I probably do you know in general, maybe you do. Um, but let's just say, especially when there's a red flag or a problem or a reason not to, certainly you don't. So if a doctor... And they tell you to get a second opinion. Yeah, even a second right. opinion. I mean, anything. But if there's, let's say a doctor had been fired from being a doctor from a hospital because he was in a scandal about prescription drugs. Right. Then do you trust that doctor and give him the benefit of the doubt? No. No, no I, I don't. No. No, you don't. How about a lawyer? What if a lawyer got disbarred? for bribing a judge, do you trust that lawyer and would hire him? No. And give him no. a benefit of the doubt. How about if a babysitter molests your child? No, well, not, right. I mean, certainly, <laughs> no, I won't even go that extreme, but certainly babysitters, <laughs> but hits your child, you don't necessarily, well, I mean, home. yeah, of course you, but I'm just saying for other people is what I'm talking Just like if there was a babysitter that had any question mark at all, benefit of the doubt, not there. Um, if a politician had had previous corruption, he's maybe not somebody you would elect to rule over other people. If a policeman got caught taking drugs from an evidence room, let's say, then I don't know if you'd hire him in, over in your precinct or want him to come over to your neighborhood when he leaves the other. And then a real easy one, a teacher has had inappropriate sex with somebody, right? right. That one should go to a new school district Right. for that teacher. Do you give, no that, way. Do you give them the benefit of the doubt? No. no, you don't. Definitely not. They get fired for good. So obviously where I'm going with this would be, how about pastor? Right. How about a pastor? I mean, just, just seriously, all those examples I gave are very, very much on par with stuff we see often with pastors. I mean, you know, and in this specific case, a teacher that had, has had inappropriate sex like their job is teacher and the, the failing they've had is not one of education. It's one of relationship and power and how that works out and sex. So that doesn't affect their teaching abilities. I think that one's the most clear one right. that, that you could have. And so, but, you know, again, the, also what all those ha- examples have in common is they are giving a person, those are, are all positions of power people. It's not, I mean, not talking about, you know, anything else, that's positions of power that when you when you give somebody the benefit of the doubt to give them power over other people who aren't you that's what's insane to me that's the that's the part about it that really gets crazy is when um yeah so when when you give other people power over other people that's not even you that's when it benefit of the doubt really gets wrong if you want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt i guess i can get that if your wife forgets to turn off the oven well you can give her the benefit of the doubt for yeah. sure if you know if you you know, want to believe a homeless person's story. Okay, well that's not gonna harm other people. That's not putting anybody in a position of power. I mean if if uh if a receiver, this is my favorite one, if a receiver makes a great catch and you're a referee and it yeah. may have been out of bounds, I think you give a, I think I would err on the side of you giving the benefit of the doubt for the great play. Maybe right, right. But you know there's things, there's things where you could, but all the ones I said before are ones when somebody there's a bad thing and the person is in a position of power. And when that, I mean, if you want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, it should come on you. You should be the one that bears the bur- burden, absorb the thing, and, and if it affects you, right. you, in all those cases, when they affect you, you don't think they should. Right. And so yet yeah, you give them power over other people. So I have a big problem with that because I think that's the way we look at pastors when there's a problem. And Toby brought it up the other day, and I think it's worth looking at the um and Chavidjan thing.
1: Yeah. Have y'all heard about that and read about it at yeah. all? Oh, totally, totally read up on it. And here, here's, but before we even start this conversation, here's what we have to establish. Though is Matt, you you don't have a problem, honestly, with what Clinton did, as long as he was a kick-ass president. Am I correct, or am I putting words in your mouth? Um, well, that's a, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good way one to consider. So I guess, I guess what I want to establish is this is somewhat unique because mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said, and it's somewhat unique because pastors we see whether or not they are faithful to their wives as completely Mm -hmm. uh, connected with how effective they're doing their pastoral job. Sure. Which we wouldn't say that about a police officer if he was a killer police officer. So it is interesting that morality and pastors Mm -hmm. kind of go hand in hand. hand Yeah, I appreciate that nuance for sure. Because they have to lead a flock, and Uh, I would uh, say— Uh, right. How the system is? No, it's that's probably right. But pretty- well, that's
2: my point: is, is 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 certain things and how you use it. A a yeah. I mean, I think it's certainly notable. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of philandering presidents. They may or may not be good, and you know, it's certainly to be considered. But yeah. it's even more so when it's a pastor or a teacher, of course. But yeah, I think yeah. that I, I appreciate that nuance. But in this case, I just find it is it's crazy. We talked about it a little bit ago, and so. I don't know if people know the story. I don't have, I'm not super good with the, I mean, it ain't the damn news or anything, but I don't know if people know what's going on with him. He stepped down, here's the thing, he stepped down from his church at Coral Ridge, is the the church that he was the lead pastor of, and that was in um, June 2015. And it was for like an affair, essentially. So
1: the the deal was, as far as any
2: of this, if I'm understanding wrong, I apologize. I'm not being a journalist here. I'm just trying to
1: talk about something. I'm just trying to talk about it from a point of view. Well, let me here. help you. The The first situation, he was able to say, well, you know what? I did make a mistake, but man, my wife was cheating on me, mm-hmm. and so right. I went to a female for support, and I shouldn't have, and I ended up right. having that's Right, that's right. He said affair. that he
2: came home, his story when he stepped down was, he came home from trip something, discovered that his wife was cheating on him, said he sought counsel with somebody, and it became inappropriate and turned into its
1: own affair. So right, right.
2: it's pretty reasonable in a sense. Like, I mean, I understand that I'm not even saying it wouldn't, I wouldn't, same kind of thing wouldn't happen t- to me. Toby has
1: said many times if Jessica cheats on him, he will cheat. He's on
2: going him. for it. But I think it kind of makes sense. But then they filed for divorce Um, and he stepped down and well, they, it, that was in June and then they filed for divorce later that year. Um, and in August of that year, he took a staff position at, willow creek church i didn't really realize this till toby said it the other day and i didn't look at the timeline till this week um, when more stuff is has happened but
1: he and it's noteworthy to say this is not illinois willow creek this is this is florida
2: yes it's a willow C- creek presbyterian something in florida so yeah this is the end of august this is June when he stepped down. In the end of August, he's taken another staff position at another church. And he got criticized for it. Like people were like, Oh, you're moving too fast, you're moving too fast, or whatever. Right. But he would have been so transparent. He talked about what had happened and he was broken about it and all that stuff in his statement and everything he said that they said, Well, he's a, he's in ministry. I mean, this is what he does, and and, and we, we want to support him and we wanna help him. And then they they said a little bit later that he he was uh his uh his restoration reco- and recovery was going really well, remarkably well, is a quote that somebody said there. And in February, th- he relaunched his whole ministry called uh, Liberate, full back on. And then in March, earlier of last month, he was out speaking, doing speaking gigs and promoting his book. And that's in yeah. March. So all this is you know pretty quick, really. And he's been getting criticism the whole time for it anyway. And then now he's been fired from this other church and the reason is because he had had apparently another affair a couple of years prior
1: right prior that, to his wife apparently yeah so that would sure.
2: even been before so it messes up that whole narrative that that right. is, you know kind of brings you in there and makes you have a little sympathy for it so he right. had cheated that before and after his wife i mean who knows i mean it's not it's not all, all about that but and so and he had told people and there was a couple of people that he had told even at his church there were elders and here's the here's the crazy thing is those elders and those people at that church told him to keep it a secret don't go public with it and don't tell your wife Shit. and so yeah. then his wife only, his ex-wife now oh lord no matter <laughs> only found out about that one Re, uh, like as of a few weeks ago
1: toby's damn like blood pressure right now
2: and so this is the part that i don't know at all and i'm not claiming i'm not having this is just something right. that is alleged but allegedly, allegedly. possibly the way that it came out was the previous mistress back then posted on that liberate networks facebook right. you know this is what's alleged that it's been deleted since um that she went on there and explained she he had she had been having an affair with him, and that he he owed her ex-husband money that had since left her, and that uh he they were in counseling with none other than Paul Tripp uh trying to save their marriage at the time, and She says that Pastor Tullian may have been pulling the wool over his eyes while still talking and pursuing her while he was doing counseling with Paul Tripp. And I don't know how those things all work in the timeline. So I'm not claiming to have all the story, right? And but in and Paul in Tripp is case, a pastor
1: at Mars Hill? No, no,
2: Paul Tripp's actually a really awesome guy and writer. He's from Pennsylvania, but he was the person that was okay, called in. He's yeah. like the guy that you bring in when stuff's crazy because he's yeah. so ass. And right. he um they brought him at Mars Hill to try to do accountability and he ultimately wound that. up saying, "Well, it, it, this is not possible to have good accountability here. The system will yeah. never work because those closest to it um have to be the ones that do it, and you're trying to get outside people to do it anyway. They called him in to try to sal- sal- salvage something, however, here. So that's just I'm sure Paul Tripp is though.
0: cool, but he's kind of right yeah, so over two right now. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of not going good. so good for a whole trip <laughs> no, record here. We need to get Paul Tripp on here. Yeah. I would love it if he came on and talked really, to us about really, like, counseling really like pastors Tripp, yeah. and stuff. We need to try and get him
2: on. If you know Paul Tripp, tell him that. We forgive him for failing two mega pastors. One of his books is called Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands, and it's like one of the best yeah. guidebooks of how to do counseling. I mean, I think he's great. But in right. any case, that, you know, these are the things that people are saying may have happened there. And then the Liberate Network, when you know, five of those people out of the nine people that are on the board subsequently have resigned, and people, they knew about it. And they didn't. Those, some of those elders at his previous church knew about it, told him, don't tell his wife, and they didn't even tell the full elders at the church. And he was the lead pastor wow. at the time. Damn it! And so in a way, you'd think the story would be way crazier if he, yet I w- had to report, yes, he's cheated again. And that's not what I'm talking about, though. So right. I understand men cheat. You got to cheat, yeah. apparently. You got to. But well, what I, what I don't understand is, the, is the We cover only have up one, part one life to
1: live,
3: <laughs>
2: if and Jesus
0: want. is real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. How about this? At least don't get caught. <laughs> I mean, like y'all
2: were talking about well, Bill that's, that's or something. Mom, I mean, Bill Clinton, thats a joke. Gets, but that's what they did. They're like, "Well, we can keep going. We can salvage the whole thing. it did work. For if a you while. don't, if we don't get caught, if we keep it here, you can say the same thing about the Catholic priests. It, well, as God long as we protect it, we don't do larger, dan- you know. And then, of course, it's way worse in the long run.
1: Well, let me ask y'all this: the elders that said to keep it hush hush—is it possible? that their motivation for doing so was, man, this is going to screw up the advancement of the gospel or was yes, it a hundred percent? Sure. Of course, nobody's I mean, trying, trying to be evil. Right. Oh, I know it's not right, but I, I'm saying actually, by hiding, it actually hurts. The I totally agree. What I'm saying is, could they have been sadic- sadistic, sadistic, <laughs> <laughs> sadistic enough, to have wanted them to keep it hush hush for selfish. No, game. maybe.
0: Well, I think I think maybe I think it, the people you surround yourself kind of know I mean, who
1: how is, you are. Who would be that stupid? Like, it's seriously, all for the greater Toby, good. You're, it's you're, like d-
2: you know, it's like it, you got to do this so that this extra bad thing is for the gospel. That's what that's the benefit of the doubt culture that bugs me so bad, and why you get these bad leaders in here that shouldn't be here but they get they pray on that a little bit that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt for being in ministry there's still ministry left in him or i believe god if god can you know it's not the same it's just it's insane i got so many thoughts on what's hypocritical and well, how wrong about this and,
0: and and this in this specific instance also this guy was groomed from from probably day one to be a pastor i mean his dad is yeah. what his grandfather Billy, or, or uncle, uh, Billy, grandson Billy. yeah or yeah yeah i mean and, and obviously he has a talent of oral speaking yeah and, and public speaking, I should say. And He's so good. I've read th-
2: stuff of his before right. and liked it. And, I mean, and t- so uh,
0: what I'm saying is, I, I mean, and then he, he kind of caught fire was some up-and-coming and passion and all that stuff, and then y- your real self gets in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think for sure these people surround themselves with people they can get around away with that stuff with. Like, for right. me, for example... It sounds so cheesy and old now that I'm 40 years old saying this. You are like who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. There is something to that. Who the, the people that are around you, if you surround yourself with only yes men or people that are only encouraging or super forgiving immediately, you're screwed. I mean, really. I mean, you guys know I'm shitty. Like, we get into arguments all the time. Y'all know that I do sin, and I do it a lot. I mean, those things are in the open. Y'all don't think too highly of me. Or y'all think enough of me to go, hey, that's probably not good yeah, right. when I tell y'all stuff or, or whatever it might be. So, I mean, and I would hope that i do the same for you guys. And so I think that a lot of these pastors end up in positions that are elevated and then the yes men just keep them there, lifting them up. And it, it sucks for them because you do have a good guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't care like, right. if he can open up the
2: scripture and stuff like that, but not like this. Yes. Yeah, but people cheat and people fail. I get it. Okay, please find another job.
1: Yes, please don't just say, but I'm a
2: doctor. Yeah, I had a prescription drug scandal, but I'm trained as a doctor. What about my family? No, you get another job. Well, I mean, if you do get this job, it cannot be in
1: two months. Right. And so there's a lot of people that, oh, and and one of the articles that because I give him the benefit of the doubt because he's got ministry left
2: in and because, well, I believe God can change people. Oh, you know what? God probably called him to the other church. That's I can't handle that.
1: And a lot of people are hearing what you're saying, Matt, as punitive. And so, let me give a different punitive. example where you sh- where you shouldn't think that way. All right, imagine an uh, NBA basketball player that just keeps injuring himself. Eventually, a team's going to say, "You know what? We just can't. It's just not working out." Like let, let's use that phrase: "It's just not working out." Or what about what about the pastor that is just so bombarded with stress and he can't handle it, and he has to re- be rushed to the hospital of a massive heart attack? the response of people should be you know what this is just not working out you got to figure something out like let's put it on that same level hey you can't be in powers of, uh, in a position of authority cuz you take advantage of women it's just not working out it's like not you, it's just
2: not i mean it's worse than that because like i said this is a position of power by men who seek power that's not and they right. and have put other people in their care it's worse than that. It's actually really bad. It's actually a problem. I'm not being punitive. I'm saying it's easy to be somewhere else and say, well, you got to forgive people and you got to move on. And he's a pastor. And what, what if God wants to use his gifts or he says God wants Then you put him in another position where he's going to harm other people. People seek power, they find it. And, you know, I read another paper that says that, <laughs> that you know, narcissistic personality disorder is from more between 500 and 3,000% more common in clergy. Wow. Wow. And that's this this why because you can because this is a good place where people can't question you. You can have right. very little experience and I find it quite arrogant that these people think they're such a gift that they have to have this job and then immediately go back to these leadership positions. It doesn't make sense. It has nothing I'm not trying to be crazy biblical or crazy. It's just pure logic here. It it's not yeah. fair. It's not right. You can do any job. You can do another job. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he, he's the worst fornicator oh. imaginable that's not i don't for people
0: like what what do you think is like i mean it's why why system? are pastors so susceptible to that the majority of pastors aren't cheating <laughs> of course that's not. The, that's what yeah. so, like the majority of pastors are are good guys and stuff like that but why do you think I'm not even like, saying these people the are guy, preaching the the pastor. gospel they are preaching about jesus they are studying the bible they're doing all this stuff why do they get caught up in like sexual sin or drugs or power? Like, I mean, they're if anybody is at least planning a sermon, they're reading the Bible, at least to to plan a sermon, right? Is it just, I mean, what, why isn't the gospel affecting them? Why are they falling like that?
1: Well, for me, what happened was, (laughs) I mean, I think, think about it this way. So if you put a pastor in a situation to where, He's counseling a female. I mean, I think it could. <laughs> I, I think it could be. Wait, Joey, did they? The
0: pastors use like gospel lines to hit on chicks. The gospel's tight, but it ain't nothing better than
3: that ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the Holy Spirit showed up in here, and so did that ass girl. <laughs> like, I mean, does that? I mean, what do they use? What's their? What's a
1: hit? You're asking what, the a, wrong person. What's I, a line I, that a pastor uses to hit on a girl so he can cheat? I haven't cheated on my wife with a a real woman. So um here, so yeah okay so i think there's a lot of variables involved here first of all matt with you saying how many pastors are narcissistic uh, imagine uh um, imagine just a practical situation a pastor sitting there with a female counseling her and automatically his mind is thinking okay you, you know you need me i'm the good guy your husband's the weak one i'm the strong one uh, you know, I'm I'm the person that's going to help you. And so he's also putting out th- those sorts of vibes like, I'm here for you and I know you're crying and everything's going to be okay. So naturally, the female is going to gravitate towards uh, some sort of emotional connection. That's why Seacoast, for instance, has a three and out <laughs> policy. Like, if, if you're going to count someone with the opposite sex, you, you're going to do it three times and that's it sort of thing. Um, I think a lot of pastors, they won't do it without their spouse there. All right, so let's take a second uh, a second factor. What if the pastor has a weak moment and he does do something flirtatious? Not Maybe nothing even physical, but he, maybe a wink or, man, you really look pretty today. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, it's the pastor. So the girl that would potentially not give a regular dude the benefit of the doubt. You know, a woman that's uh-huh. loyal to her husband saying, hey, you shouldn't say that to me sort of thing, right. may give the pastor right. the benefit of the doubt, that's which true. further opens the door for true. the pastor to exploit it even more. So, like you said,
2: I mean, it's just the fact that we treat them different is a problem. And the other problem is that we they, that role attracts a certain type. I mean, there's just a certain amount of people that are going to be attracted to that role of easy power. Like, you don't have to—for pastors, it's it's all. it can just be all charisma in, in some ways. You know, you don't—there's not— All you have to do is get people to listen to you. That's the job. You don't have to be a. It's not like being a CEO, which they have a high degree of narcissist there too. But you have to at least get there. Well, pastor, you can just start by being that kind of charismatic, arrogant type person that feels like people should listen to me, and I have the message. And as long as the message you're carrying is the gospel of Jesus Christ, oh well, now he's beyond scrutiny. So of course people gravitate toward that. I'm not calling any. I'm just using this situation as an example and then even worse the, the cover up type of stuff it's it's crazy but we it's all it's all like piggybacking on the tail of yeah but this is the gospel so we have to and i'm going to say you have to do the opposite like everybody says don't judge well we have to judge those inside the church well that's what this is yeah maybe bill clinton gets away with it the pastor shouldn't right the lawyer the, the lawyer the lawyer doesn't get away with it the doctor shouldn't the teacher doesn't
1: certainly the pastor shouldn't and it definitely goes back to what what you guys bring up a lot as far as the whole calling thing because if someone has a calling then that's something you know what that affair satan's trying to bring him down like satan is trying to mess Mm -hmm. up the fruit that this person's supposed to bring about and i would say well wait a second what if that fruit is supposed to be done in the post office or what if he's supposed to be uh, a teacher in the school system, or <laughs> maybe that's not a good place either, <laughs> but you know, it's just the whole calling thing. I do think it muddies yeah. the waters. And that's why we have this issues is because people are like, no, they have to be there. Obviously you saw God's hand was on them. We can't, we can't stop that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing though. And and what these sorts of stories, uh, certainly do to me, it makes me care less and less about how, Offended people are of this podcast because I don't give a <laughs> shit if you're offended because you're I, <laughs> I want to say, here's what I want to say. Woo, they...
0: the Here it
1: <laughs> here's what I want to say there's worse problems in the church in this podcast. Oh, I know. I mean, there's way worse problems. So, I yeah. just, I mean, though, when I hear these sorts of stories, my heart goes out to that person. I don't hate them. I feel bad for my Christian brother, but I'm just like, I don't want to hear anything about this podcast. And i no, no. saying shit. You know, it's really funny when you be on your sabbatical, well, our roles have changed. Like I
0: I am not going to cuss as much because <laughs> I'm acting cabinet's <laughs> pastor and you're on sabbatical. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna say, F that, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. F that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you can get away with anything. Another one of those things that's widely abused is as, as long as as long as whatever you're going through right now is a season oh. you're all good I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> season of this and a season of that it's just i mean it's a season right? what do you want me to do yeah. it's just answers <laughs> for
0: everything when people all it is just sin. wait you've now, lost sight of your rhythms <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally I, I, okay how about this i think this is what an atheist season. i think this is what an atheist would say but they would just say look if y'all could just i mean you use the bible however you want to prove your points no matter what atheists would probably say listen why don't y'all just edit a little bit of the sex outside of the marriage stuff? Just let that go. Like maybe you shouldn't get married. If you want to have sex with a bunch of people, don't get married. And whoever's lead pastor gets at least five women. Right. Sure. Just it'll make that a rule. Or, or you just have to marry somebody that's cool with just swinging five or, or five. whatever. Pastors should just swing. And, and then and, and <laughs> that's what cults like hundred by the way. Like, oh, yeah, it, that's right. when you measure you're as a cult
2: is right. the leader always winds up with. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's just, the human I, mean, is I, this like, it's I mean, gonna... that's
0: what I'm saying. It's just, it's shocking to me. Like, it's just always going to get people. It's the same thing that gets people like your desire to want to have sex with more than one person gets you into trouble. It's the same thing as how about this marijuana and NBA basketball players or college football players, basketball sports, whatever, like they get in trouble for having some weed in the
2: car. Just make it legal, right. and then you
0: get rid of all that bullshit. But
2: again, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out one more time here, and I'm pretty I'm, I could be wrong about. I'm the not fact, pro so cheating. I do think I am, experiment. But a basketball player using marijuana doesn't hurt the marijuana. Okay. Yeah. How do you know that, Matt? And it seems like you know a lot about marijuana. Actually, destroys the marijuana technically. But listen, in this case, he's like right. Joey points out, his job is one of values and morals. And secondly, the people that he had the affairs with were people that were congregants that he directly right. had the people in his flock, not uh, other women. Uh, let me spin the story for you? Something. Let let me, me, that's, that's something. That, has to, that is the people. Let me spin the story. I'm to
1: spin it. Okay, you're hey, at Can work. I have one of those Amstel lights? Yeah, you want a beer? Yeah.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> hey, it's, hey, this is so cool because it's just Joey right now. This is the first. I mean, it's not yeah, teacher Joey. Joey. You were a teacher it. before you were a pastor. Now you are literally just Joey and you're in my garage on our podcast Joe. getting wasted. <laughs> i call him broadcast joe this, hey this is his what, what i only had a 12 pack and there's one left he's, I, sitting oh, no, he's not even allowed to good God, really the great. weight yeah. of the church is off my friend's <laughs> good. shoulders good i mean he's, I not, he's not on joe. his computer the dudes he, you know what he's <laughs> present it's unbelievable he's yeah he's, he's with it all right let me go back to this matt you're at work and you just got this job and your boss she's really cool her name's cindy She's kind of cute, but y'all just – and then it, one thing leads to another after a late night, and y'all end up hooking up, and you're, you're in good mm-hmm. shape, uh, and y'all are dating and everything, and you date for a little while, and then it didn't work out, and you break up. And then all of a sudden, this new mm-hmm. temp comes in. Her name's Julie, and then y'all start dating. All I'm saying is part of the problem that I think that people have is because maybe this stuff is just – okay, I want I just want to talk about this for fun. Right? Yeah. Joey can't Joey doesn't okay. know how to feel free to have Joey fun. doesn't know how to
1: open a beer. So I'm actually having to take a break right. Joey narrate what I'm doing here. Well, basically right now Toby's taking a spoon and he's opening a beer bottle for me because I didn't have a bottle opener. Thank you. Okay.
2: And we're getting drunk. He tried to hold the mic. <laughs> he
0: had to try to Wait, hold the mic. Wait, holy shit, I just realized. Joey's the bad guy. I'm the pastor. Campus fat and Joey's the guy's bringing me down. I'm trying not to drink right now cuz I'm trying to get you know in shape and stuff and you're trying to bring me down, my friend. All right. Anyway, check this out. I think it was, I was listening to a podcast. Somebody was talking about uh, uh, Aziz Ansari. He, he made this joke. Uh, he has a joke Aziz does about um, today, if you tried to, if nobody had ever heard of marriage, and today you went up to a girl and tried to tell her about this idea about marriage, she would be so freaked out and scared. It'd be unbelievable. If you said, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. we well, are never going to be with anybody else. You're going to be with me for the rest of your life. You never sleep I'm with anybody. You down. Uh, we're gonna share our money with each other, and we're basically gonna have to do what each other says for the rest of our lives. And we're gonna get in front of all these people, and we're gonna hire a, a pastor to ha- to do it. It's gonna be a huge thing. And we're gonna do all this. Like most girls will be complete, or guys will be completely freaked out. They're like, "What are you talking about? Like, uh, holy cow, this yeah. is really crazy." What I'm saying is, I think uh, to an extent, part of this stuff is like, "Oh, well, when you say like when you were saying the the athlete doesn't hurt the marijuana, the truth is." We actually, in our minds, have this thing where we're saying, oh, yeah, we're hurting. We are hurting because we have a system. We go against a system that ends up hurting people. But, for example, look in the animal kingdom. They don't care <laughs> when a lion jumps on them and bones them real quick, basically raping uh, another one. Like, she puts out maybe some vibe or something, but they fight over each other, unbelievable, and then they have sex or whatever. Like, I think a duck's vagina now has all these different places because duck rapes is a huge thing. And they're not emotional. The emotionally- vaginas located all over the place? <laughs> no, the vagina. V- they have what the, is Yeah, a yeah they have different, different avenues so they can't get pregnant because they get they get raped right. all the time. Female ducks, I think, are like massively raped.
1: Wow. So what I'm saying <laughs> is
0: Holy these things shit. are terrible. I'm not I'm not pro cheating. I'm not pro rape. I'm not pro all those things I, I know are bad. And maybe that's one of the reasons we know they're bad because there is a God the, and we know right and wrong and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, in a sense, some of this stuff and, and my ultimate point here, we put these pastors in this position and say, Well, this is what you have to be. And then, of course, yeah. they're going to fail. And then we're like, oh, man, they're bad guys. I, this Tullian guy isn't a bad dude. He saw a girl he was attracted to and had sex with her. In lots of instances,
2: most people are like, yeah, that's cool. No big deal. But right. and, so it's the, it's the structure that, he's, that, that they're in and however they get there and who's a bad guy or no, right. I, not. He shouldn't cheat on his wife. Really, he shouldn't yeah, do point. all those
0: things, but I'm saying it does put him in a position where no matter what, he's going to fail. There is no way Tullian in some way wouldn't fail as a pastor. Joey is going to fail yeah. as pastor. There is no way... As the
2: as it sits right now, they are going to let us down. And when you fail like that, knock it off. I mean, just don't be a pastor. Right. Anymore. that's all you're I'm right because you can't work just in that maybe, Just never. Right. I don't care. Just don't. I mean, that means that you right aren't because you're just not. I mean, is. I know you have the other gift or whatever, but just you right. don't it, do that. Yeah, a teacher, imagine the, on the teacher doesn't get restored when they have sex with a student. one well, a pastor and one shouldn't thing you're be restored is. if he has sex with a. Because part of the problem is all the, the thing they do have
0: is the getting up in front of people and, and preaching a good sermon. The other stuff's not there. Right. So is that what we're saying?
2: That a pastor is just that? Like, I mean, that's what I don't, I, I mean, I tell Joey this stuff. Right. If you described the role, it wouldn't make that sense. You'd say, okay, here's what we need. We need to get one person, make them the most important over all yeah. the other people that has a couple of gifts and whoever can make the most people like yeah. them and then say gospel, they get tremendous amounts of power and surrounded by yes men and money. Oh, totally. And then that should go well, Right. right?
0: <laughs> right. I mean, you wouldn't design right. that. You wouldn't well, do that. It's really funny. Joey, Joey made fun of me for saying this the other day and called me basically a liar. Can we
2: take a break and come back and yes. talk about it?
1: Yeah, let's take a break. So you know how you're super stellar at finding really good deals with like hotels and stuff? Like you're the go-to guy. Sure. It's crazy. You've got organizations that are finding the best hotel price. You've got organizations that are finding the best airline prices. Now you, get, you actually now... With Score Big, so we're talking about right now, you've got an organization that's going to find you the best price of shows and events and mm-hmm. sporting events to go to. That's pretty cool because oftentimes we've all been there, we've paid too much for tickets. I mean, you've got the markups, you've got the last minute convenience charges that they just slap on at you. I mean, even y- you got fees for printing at home. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Score big changes all well, that. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's
0: really awesome for me because I'm going use, to use Score Big for Atlanta Braves tickets. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, didn't
2: you use Score Big? Yeah, I'm for going to open something. in day, Mariners opening day. If, this hadn't, if it hadn't oh, already hey, happened. That's
1: baseball, crazy. baby. Because when my family's in New York City, we're getting Yankees. Oh, that's, no, so we're that's awesome. All go we're all going to go see baseball. Baseball. score big for <laughs> baseball. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: That's really cool. You guys listening, you're paying too much for tickets between all the markups and last minute convenient charges. Uh, convenience charges even print at home fees you end up paying courtside prices for nosebleed seats yep. and that's where scorebig.com comes in and changes all of that how do they do did it? you guys know that well did you guys know that 40 percent of all live events tickets go unsold and that's how Scorebig's able to do it and did you know that there's a place to get these seats at huge savings and it's called scorebig.com ScoreBig works directly with your favorite teams and artists to get their unsold seats at unpublished prices. And only at ScoreBig.com can you name a ticket price and be guaranteed to pay below box office price up to 60% off. So here's what you guys got to do. One, go to ScoreBig.com and find the event and seats that you want. Two, make an offer with ScoreBig's name name a ticket price feature. Three, get an instant answer and save up to 60% on your ticket. No surprise fees and shipping fees. Um, just unbeatable prices on great seats. And when you're in great seats, you actually enjoy the game and show all that more. So tell
1: them one more time, Joey, it's scorebig.com and use promo code badchristian. That's scorebig.com, promo code badchristian. Get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Yep, scorebig.com. Click on the
0: microphone, enter promo code badchristian, and you'll save an extra $20. Dollars off your first
2: ticket purchase. Go there now.
0: All right, guys. Y'all know hey. uh, Unstoppable Badass Podcast is coming.
2: Oh, when? Uh, who knows it, when? has been it is a long time stop. coming.
0: Well, I have three episodes oh, in, in, okay. the bank, nice. in the bank. Nice. But uh, one thing, and I think I've talked about this before, that I need it and I am getting ready to roll out. Who is my Weebly built website? Nice. UnstoppableBadass.com. When you um, said
1: the word Weebly, I thought ease.
0: Oh, that's exactly what it is because I am not a web designer and I definitely don't know anything about coding. Mm-hmm. But with Weebly, it makes it so easy. That's why I'm so, so excited to use it and have been using it because it was created for people just like me. I wanted to do something. I kind of am a li- I have a little bit of courage to make something, but I'm a little scared that I'm going to make it look ugly. I don't know a lot about aesthetic value the way something should look, the ease and efficiency of a website, that's where Weebly comes in and just kills it. It helped me do everything. Totally. I mean, you don't have to be a web designer. You don't have to know code. Um, and seriously, we're all really impressed with the variety. Let me variety tell you a
2: couple of- things I like about it. One is they get mobile right. Most people they, people do mobile first now. Like most, more than half of people are visiting our sites, and Emory Acoustic site that I made on Weebly on mobile. And so they do a great job with that. The themes are terrific. And then two I believe I'd like to tell everybody there's more applications than websites than you think. You just get a domain name. You put up a landing page. If it's if it was easy enough to make multiple websites for a project you're working on that do different things, that is even a good idea. So, for instance, we have a main website. but I made Emory Acoustic website on its whole own domain with its own whole Weebly site. And if you knew that you could do a site and it would be easy and affordable, and, oh, yeah, that 30 million other people are already doing it and you don't have to have any – particular computer skills to do it, just drag and drop, then I think you'd probably make a website yourself too. So you can get started today. Oh yeah, for free at Weebly dot com slash bad Christian. That's W E E B L Y dot com slash bad Christian. Last time Weebly dot com slash bad Christian.
1: This summer there is one Christian music festival that will rise above them all in a small town in Illinois. Audio feed festival will feature Bad Christian dad. <coughs> Bad <coughs> Audio. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs>
2: There's going to be a Bad Christian Day at Audio Feed Festival is is what I'm trying to say. The festival is June 30th through July 3rd. Bad Christian Day is July 2nd. There's going to be four stages, over 100 bands, camping, movies, speakers. And on Bad Christian Day itself, Emory's going to play with Devin. Matt and Toby and Devin are going to play acoustic. And the Bad Christian Podcast is going to be taping an episode live. It's an event that we really... Truly hope everybody comes to. Uh, You can get your tickets now at badchristianday.com. See all the bands, see everything else that's going on. We're going to make sure to meet everybody. It's going to be in Urbana, Illinois. A lot of our friends are going to be there. Propaganda will be there. Preston Sprinkle will be there. I I really do think it's going to be a good festival, and we hope to see all of you there. Again, go to badchristianday.com. Get your tickets today, and please buy it through our link, badchristianday.com.
0: All right, we're back. All right, so what I was saying is the other day, uh, we were talking about pastors, right, and, uh-huh. and the elevation of what I believe is, you know, because they're great public speakers and can really deliver a message or a sermon, and um, that, that makes people think, oh, they're really awesome. Just like, I mean, people get stuff when they can throw a football really well. I mean, they might the rest of their life might be really terrible, but you overlook that because that guy's going to make the pass. Right, and so there's things yeah. that that is their serious talent, and the talent outweighs the negatives, hopefully enough to where it's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why they tried the experiment with Johnny Manziel. Hey, man, the kid can play. So let's see. What, right. Oh, wait, the bad stuff just outweighs it. But I was telling Joey, is and Joey literally, I think, basically calls me a liar, thinks I was. He thought I was manipulating him or something like that. I think at this point, gosh, this sounds crazy. I think Joey might be the only pastor I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that, and I told Joey this, and I was being serious, and he died laughing and basically said, what are you talking about? I told Joey that I thought his heart breaks for this city. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't, my heart doesn't break for this city. But I really believe, if you think about a pastor and stuff like that, you really do think of somebody that really their heart breaks For where they live, where they're called, if you will, to be, and Mm -hmm. that they love their congregation, and it really isn't about them or their
2: uh, uh, fame. I would say not congregation. Like uh, the congregation is—that's—that's what the problem I have. I just I somebody what you're identifying about Joey and caring about people in the city, whether or not they're his congregation of the people that pay him or look to him or give him the attention. That's when you identify those congregants are the people that I have the power over and they right. are mine and I'm theirs. That's in the territory. Of right. But of what I'm saying is though with
0: Joey, I'm saying about Joey doesn't care that they're his congregants. I, he just cares that there's right. people. I'm that's, just using that's that's that term I mean. because that's what we call the people yep. that go to church right now. But Joey really does care about people. He doesn't care about preaching a sermon and, So and what he really does, and what I see in our office is, he really does. He is pastoral in a sense of you cannot almost get away with not getting a card from Joey. It
2: is hilarious. I get yeah funerals, hospital visits, weddings, all that. I think that's I think you're right. (laughs) Joey and I are best buddies. Have known each other forever. He knows that I don't care about cards,
0: and I will get cards from Joey in our office. All the staff will today for sure. We borrowed some stools from How Art Thou Cafe for Easter. And I had to write a card that Joey <laughs> said, Hey, we got to thank right. you for letting us borrow the stools. And I was like, This is wild. Well, yeah. It's so crazy. And so, what I'm saying is that is part of Joey's makeup, that empathy that Joey has and sympathy and sensitivity. I really do think Joey's I, like, Hey, I want people to really hear the gospel and, and be redeemed. Yeah. And so, I believe that that's why a lot of times when Joey feels stressed out about the big church with the big C or whatever. And how things happen on Sunday mornings is because
2: that does go against
0: people in some ways because it it's a machine
2: right because what 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 Joey doesn't have is out of control or very strong ambition and for his name and for prominence. Right. He'd be happy to do hospital visits all the time right and weddings and interacting with people and counseling. I mean clearly he's not known primarily for his verbal uh oratory skills. Or even his broadcasting. Oh, uh, you haven't heard my stuff. Even sermons, broadcaster, man. I mean, it's not. So I'm saying he doesn't even take, he doesn't even take as a prime of primary importance him. His public speaking, and he does it as a, on a podcast. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm saying that funny, but you're not there, like, trying to refine your communication skills to be the best pastor, to be more effective, to be more ambitious, to grow this and get your name this and have the. That's just, you don't, you're not that about that. You're about actually pastoral real yeah. stuff.
0: I'd say most of the pastors that you don't know are probably the best ones. And so there are people that need to be in front of people opening up the Bible and explaining it. And I believe that I do believe there need to be pe- preachers or pastors or whatever that might be. But I'm just saying
2: it's gotten kind of overrunning with, and I say disconnect them from the, the congregation though. Like just let them podcast but, and not have once again, direct, to anything. The, the big, the big <laughs> you know, issue here on TV. is
0: I think it's not really their fault. It's what the people want. The I mean, Israel says, "Hey, we want a king," and and God goes, "Hey, no, a king's going to take this from you, this from you, this. It's going to be terrible. You got me. You don't need a king. Doesn't matter. Uh, We want him. We want him. It doesn't uh, matter. We he'll it'll make us better." And so then that's what they want. I mean, that's what we want with our actors. That's what we want with our pastors. That's what we want with our president. They're the savior everything's better now because of this
2: guy. I'm going to put all my hope and faith into him. And it just, it only is. So you him. want to make that's the a, parallel that, that the, all the Kings of Israel that, you know, and just over and over in Kings and Chronicles and every, and saw, you know, all that is just over and over and over again. They just keep listening and they messed up and he messed yeah. up and he messed up. And he messed up. You would just make those, that equation today in evangelicalism is uh pastor. Right. Right. Yeah. You just make it the largest pastors. And then, Mark Driscoll came and he did 7 years of this and then he did this, this and that. <laughs> yeah. right and then you have that's just what it's like yeah, it's like that they're not governmental kings but they are our leaders in our of our right. faith i mean and Pointed, you know, appointed by god right and if you put and if you gave Joey enough power he'd screw it up if you gave me enough power uh, watch me burn non pastor Joey
1: what do you have to say trust well, me well it's interesting broadcast joe hit it it's interesting making <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting making the the whole point of a pastor that's good in front of people sucking at pastoring because it goes the other way too. You want to see a church that doesn't grow and it's, here's the system. The system is you've got to be good at teaching. This dude says, man, I really care about people. I kind of feel God's hand on my heart. I got to pastor people. But then the next step for him is, oh, well you need to pastor a church. Dude doesn't have any teaching ability cannot write good sermons to keep people's attention. But people are saying, no, this actually goes along with the job. That church is not going to grow. Why? Because the churches that grow nowadays are the churches with a very eloquent, mm-hmm. awesome, talented speaker. Right. And it's like, uh, it, it's, it's assuming here's the role of pastor. You've got to be a good teacher. You've got to care about people. And typically, I, I think you could make a pretty strong case for, a lot of the people that really care about people are not the ones that should be in front of people, kind of like what you guys said and the ones that, but I, Matt, what you said as far as separating those two, I just, you can't do that in this system. You just can't. Now mm-hmm. you can become, well, you, you can, can become big enough of a church to where the guy that is getting in front of people on Sunday morning can say, Hey, I don't want to do that pastoral stuff anymore. Like, I've got a big sure. system to run, so I don't want to sit with people. But
2: Yeah, but I mean, I blame, I, I do, I, I blame all this in the whole passivity of of people at large. I'm not even blaming the individuals that fail when they have power because I would too. I just would too. So it's not just, that's not really what I'm looking at, but when you're giving people the benefit of the doubt, I, I find that passive, like in a negative way. I think it's, you're trying to just be nice or something, and it has treacherous consequences. You could, you just, like, if, the, if you thought something was a little bit weird with, your coworker or a babysitter, even and you're like, should I say something or should I not benefit of the doubt says, well, just don't. That means you are scared of the confrontation. That means you are scared to be a judge. That means you were scared to stand up and say, no, I don't think this is right. Or what, well, what actually happened here. And then whatever the confront then you're like, no, you know, you're entering into confrontation when you don't give the benefit of the doubt. And that's the typically going to be the right thing to do. It doesn't mean you're making judgment. The opposite of ben- giving people the benefit of the doubt is not judgment. Even it's not even that it's, Care. It's investigation. It's willingness. It's firmness. It's yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, you know, in, and I think that's a, it's just a general malaise that that allows us to to do the, these type of things and just walk straight into them. It's ridiculous.
1: Do you think the pastoral role is uh, give someone a status that because uh, we haven't talked about this that lends itself towards women going after in a sexually aggressive way because. I have mm-hmm. uh, certainly. There's been one counseling session where I felt like this girl was not physically coming on to me, but almost like hinting and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I, I immediately mm-hmm. told Priscilla, "I'm not counseling with this person." Again, yeah, I remember you telling thing. me about it. She was like, "Oh, how did
0: how did this pizza get into my purse?" Oh, would you, Pastor Joy, would you like a, piece <laughs> a slice pizza of pepperoni? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? She said, Is it getting hot in here? And she unbuttoned the top button of her shirt and like. The Snickers was in there.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, you're like, like, I think there's something to Warning it, Warning signs.
1: Yeah, You ate the pizza. But I remember Driscoll uh, told a story about he uh, a woman in line for communion, and basically she took communion, gave him a note, and said, you know, I'll suck your cock pretty much is what she said. <laughs> and he said that in a sermon. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, I think that's what got him. He yeah. didn't use the word cock, but basically he told that story <laughs> in a sermon and said that he immediately... <laughs> That he immediately (laughs) he immediately handed that. What word did he use? I I think he said oral sex. Wow, (laughs) that's probably what I should have said. Yeah, but I think he immediately. I mean, but put it this
2: way. Put it this way. Toby and I are professional rock stars, and we ain't cheated yet. That's true. I mean, y'all sure as hell could have, you know, you know how many times I got off the I mean, phone with my wife bitching and complaining. I wanted to, <laughs> I I'm just kidding. My wife's awesome. Plus it would, it would work. It works It's a positive for my job. Well, here's the it thing. Able, it's not even a scandal to follow. If I here's did the thing:
0: <laughs> I am shitty and I have looked at porn against my wife. I have been mean to my wife. I've done a bunch of different stuff like that, but like, I, I guess at the end of the day I go, man, that'd really hurt her. Right. That, like this is my best friend. Like that would, that would be really bad. Right. So like, I mean, nobody's helping. Uh, maybe these, you know, they're not best friends with their wife. Maybe it's, I mean, people get divorced all yeah. Christian, non-Christian. No, I just
2: it's, think enough power screws it up. I really, I, I'm making a joke about us being rock. star. I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's girls and stuff, but whatever. But I'll tell you what, I, Actually, there are, there are women and plenty of opportunity and things like that. I would suggest that the accountability that we have probably in our band is more than uh, isolated, powerful pastors. Yep. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I believe it because we're equal, and Toby gives me shit unlimited and doesn't let me get away with anything. There's no, yeah. That's well, not the same yeah. for an isolated pastor who has more power And yes men. That's not true. So technically, we probably have more women throw ourselves at us, and more accountability. There's no way that Matt would and be able I, to go I, off by do himself that and have do like, that. like I would not allow Matt right.
0: if a girl was hanging out at a bar yeah. and Matt and her to talk for more than two minutes. I'd be like, Hell no, this isn't happening. What the hell
2: right. are you doing? And it wouldn't well, happen ma- anyway. Yeah, just, Everybody does, knows it. So I'm just saying that you know, in the in the long run, if I was had enough power and enough isolation, yeah, I, trust me, I'd, I'd be corrupt or whatever. It, trust me, yeah, I would fail you too. You do already. That, that, that's you the are, problem. You are corrupt yeah, and I already you fail.
0: Alright, let's get to some real uh, yeah, truth here, do.
2: guys. Let's get to what
0: a lot of pastors in this day and age don't do. Matt, kick the music. Tell the truth.
1: In a world where your friend is no longer who, the campus pastor of the church you not attend. not a campus
0: pastor of a church you attend and is now cool as shit. <laughs> like I love it. I'm like, more friends with you than I've ever been you now. The new Joey is just it's so power free. That power's gotten
1: to you. I mean, it's awesome. You, like your you, power has gotten to you. No, no, no. I'm talking about you not being passionate. you. talking about you. You are cool as shit. No, you are the like passionate. you. look cooler. No, you are. You're awesome. awesome. This is the
0: damn news. Roving reporter Sean Summer sent this. Uh, this goes from the Daily News. Florida woman fighting to keep her pet alligator.
1: Wow. What's she mm-hmm. fighting? Is she fighting the media? Is she fighting her family? Is she fighting the political animal activist? Who is she fighting, Toby? A Florida woman said state officials are making her give up her beloved pet alligator.
0: Oh, shit. He's a gentle giant, but they say he's grown too big. He's like my son. <sighs> he's my family, oh, my Rambo's gosh. owner, Mary Thornton, told the Daily News Tuesday. Oh, the alligator's name's Rambo. He's that not helps norm- to have a name to it. He's that not a normal me. gator. He's never been a normal gator. The Lakeland woman said in a recent growth spurt put the 15-year-old Rambo at six feet long in Florida Fish and Wildlife. Officials require gators that, that big to live on properties with at least two point five acres of open space. But Thorne doesn't have an extra uh have that extra land. So Rambo, an indoor gator who rarely goes outside, needs an indoor <laughs> will gator will need a new home, she said. Thorne got Rambo eleven years ago. She adopted a pack of five gators who were kept in a cramped tank in a dark closet for the first four years of her life. This lady sounds just wonderful, making them ultra sensitive to light and skittish around other reptiles. Uh, She tried putting them outside, but the weak, sun-sensitive creatures couldn't handle the outdoors, she said. We tried treating them like gators, and one by one, they died. So then Rambo, we Mm -hmm. stopped treating him like a gator, and we held him and kept him inside, and he got through it. Rambo spends most of his time inside the house around the other family members and Thorne's dogs. uh, And it goes on to say some stuff. But this lady looks like a real kind of like a piece of shit. But she does have him... uh, she kinda has him on a four wheeler. He's riding a four wheeler with her and all kinds of stuff. And he looks like a little fella. That's what's so crazy. He doesn't look that but she's got clothes Loan on him and everything. His spurt. So this sounds kinda like animal abuse, right? Like I mean, this doesn't sound like a nice lady all right. at all. She kept him inside. Well, now he's sunset and he just he he looks happy. He looks happy and healthy, but <laughs> happy I gator. mean it's really <laughs> weird. Oh wait, there's one little thing too here at the end. Uh Miss Thorne said she was happened to be on vacation in Charleston, South Carolina, and ended up walking past a local pastor and out of nowhere, the pastor kicked the gator in the head. Oh shit. Way to go. Broadcast Joe.
1: Oh gosh.
0: You kick gators. Well, what it's, animal won't you kick? It came within it's 15 feet It's easier to ask, what animal will you not kick? It came you
1: kick with, an elephant? It came within 15 feet of me. I had to run towards it. If you it. went on a
2: safari, every animal you kick.
1: If it came within 20 feet of me.
2: He he does those things where he pays uh, the bounty prize to fly to Africa <laughs> on, and kick a black rhino in the face. <laughs> if an animal gets near oh, Now, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to call bullshit on all reptile pets, first okay. of all. That's just bullshit, really. Like, I understand that lady has a genuine care about that alligator, but I also identify that lady must therefore be uh, crazy to some degree. Yeah, I think you're right. I think reptile pets are, first of all, I only, the only thing that I even identify as... I'm, I'll get real cynical on the pet thing here. The only ident- thing I identify as a real pet is a dog, technically. That's <laughs> the only thing I even think can be a pet. I don't even think cats are pets. I know you, right. cohab- you can cohabitate with one, and they can be domesticated, yes. But I don't think anything on a dog can actually really be a pet, and certainly not what a about reptile. A chimp? So if you... I I don't know that they are well domesticated. Sometimes they'll tear your face off. Anyway, there's problems uh, with what what I'm pointing at is there's problems with domestic. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'll even go at dogs here last, but I think there's a domesticating animals is kind of crazy altogether. But if it's a reptile, there is, I understand how you can like fall in love with a dog. I don't think the dog loves you back the way you think it does. I know it, does care and respond to you and all those things, but it's not the way you think it is. So, but I do understand how you can l- fall in love with a puppy and it's reciprocal to some degree. There's nothing between you and a snake and you know it. That means you're, when you have a snake, a boa for a pet, you're just making a statement. That animal to you is like pearl necklace. That kind of a uh, earrings you got. It's like having a orange mohawk. You are the, per- the girl with the boa constrictor mm. for the pet.
1: It's not about the
2: pet. What about some, what about it's somebody not.
1: who just really, really loves snakes? Like, for example, I okay. love turtles. They're my favorite animal. I think it'd be cool to have a turtle. It's not for a statement. It's because it's I okay like turtles. It's okay to
2: observe animals. I understand that. The animals are interesting. I, they're, they're cool. They're cool to study, stuff like that. But there's nothing between you. And calling it a pet is... That's interesting. It, you know, the only, the only thing that's reciprocal like that is a dog. So you're redefining word,
1: the words pet. Kick-ass, Matt.
2: I'm I'm making a point. I don't I care that much about my terminology. I think I'm making a lot of sense. Now, here is where even dogs go wrong. If you think about it, every pet, all pets, and even the best of pets, which would be dogs, it's actually a really kind of nasty thing going on there if you think about it. Now, you know, you ever heard of the term Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. Yep. You familiar with that? You know what that is? That's when you get kidnapped. And then by the time you get rescued, the, the, the people that got kidnapped are identifying with their attackers and telling the police to forgive yeah. them. And what or they, they're in love with them sometimes, stuff like that. Well, that's what every pet has. That's what every dog has. You took it away and kidnapped it when it was six weeks old from its mommy. It was super <laughs> upset when you did, you took it somewhere and you put it in a cage and then you you controlled all of its food and you controlled every good thing that happened to it from that point on and taught it that you were its safe place. And it, Subsequently, if you let it out, it'll still come back to you. That's Stockholm that's Syndrome.
1: Toby, Toby I want you to acknowledge that there's some brilliance on your news show right now and that <laughs> you need Matt for this story. Also, they say this
0: lady's going to be sued and she's pretty scary because the law firm that's going to sue her is full of litigators. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's get to some politics, you SOBs. You do it. Whew. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, hey, hey! Before you get into
1: politics, uh, okay, great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Before I do the thing that's the most important,
1: I wanna, bit. I wanna plug one of the most recent episodes of Pastor with No Answers. We talked about politics, and I'm telling you, Jack Hoy, the older guy, he just. I looked at Priscilla when we were watching this, and I was just like, he is ruling this podcast. But it's in a way where it's not bullying. It's not like I'm better than you guys. But it was just unbelievable how smart and articulate he was. He's probably the smartest person I know. I think so. Well, thanks for ruining the news by promoting your podcast. Pastor with no
0: answers. (laughs) Go to iTunes. This comes from Huffington
1: Post. The future of America. What's going to happen? Jack
0: is awesome. He's really smart. Doomsday Savior, uh, how Paul Ryan will pick the next president. And I i mean, I thought this was just super interesting. I'm going to try and scoot through this, but uh, it's hidden there in plain sight, even if it hasn't happened since the election of 1825. The people will not pick the next president. Congress will. Huffington Post wrote about this last week on Medium. Uh, Politico reports that leading conservatives will meet and they're meeting to plot out a third party spoiler and plan to beat presumed nom- nominee Donald Trump, Marco Rubio has dropped out obviously. And so now there's, ba- there's three, but it's basically two, but it looks like Trump's going to get it. Um, and they're saying that there's going to be a third party to come, uh, candidate most likely Mitt, uh, with like Kasich being his, uh, vice president or Rubio, Uh, Michael Bloomberg practically left a breadcrumb for the theory in plain sight when he declared that he would not be running for president this cycle, which while pundits focused on why the math wouldn't work out for Bloomberg against Trump or Hillary Clinton, the former mayor of New York City buried this interesting analysis in his op-ed. In a three-way race, it's unlikely any candidate would win a majority of electoral votes, and then the power to choose the president would be taken out of the hands of the American people and thrown to Congress. The fact is, even if I were to receive the most popular votes and the most electoral votes, victory would be highly unlikely because most members of Congress would vote for their party's nominee. Party loyalists in Congress, not the American people or the Electoral College, would determine the next president. Y'all understand how that that kind of mm-hmm. works? Basically, uh, mm-hmm. like right now, they're even saying, you know, you don't actually pick the nominee like the re- the Republican Party does. That's crazy. That, to that's me. why they have yeah. the delegates. So that's yeah. why. Like right. Even though people love Bernie Sanders, Hillary's locking up all the delegates because the party wants Hillary. Right. They don't want right. Bernie, just like the party hates Trump. I mean, they don't like Trump. They, they want their party guy. That's why they wanted—they were all in on Rubio. Rubio's their party guy, and it ended up kind of being his demise. So this is going to be really fascinating if the Republicans don't endorse somebody like Donald Trump, throw in a third-person yeah. party, and then allows our Congress to do that. And I guess that actually did happen back in 1825, they said. I'll have to scroll back up here, but I thought that was really— really yeah 1825 congress picked the president which i don't know who the president was that shows you how much shit i know but i don't you think that'll just be like i i don't know if people would stand for that or do they not care
2: well i don't know i don't i mean they won't be able to man, do it man you're a political it, agnostic
0: it, do you care what if what if trump and hillary are running and they go oh they throw in a Mitt Romney and nobody wins, and all of a
2: sudden Congress picks Mitt Romney. Does that really bother you or not? Well, it doesn't bother me. I can't help it. I'm pretty much all in on. I'm pro, I'm pro whatever the most chaotic thing will be. <laughs> that's just it, it is See, what I, don't I want. want, and I and I don't think that's stupid. I mean, I I don't I don't think that's stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm saying my it's like when you're watching a a game, and you say, you know what. I'm watching I'm watching these, this this uh, March Madness game and I'm watching Kansas and Northern Illinois or whatever it is and you think I need to pull for Kansas. I'm pulling for Kansas, right? And then you start watching this third quarter and Northern Illinois is making a run, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm pulling for Northern Illinois now." Right. But I need Kansas. I want to pull for Kansas and you can't even say who it is you're pulling for because it's inside of you deeper than that. And so I, w- I want it to be crazy, like I, I know I understand the point of well the best person for the job and we need the best thing to happen all that. but deep down, I'm kind of rooting for the chaos. so if the part if Republican party can split up, if something weird can happen, if Trump can win and then they put in Paul Ryan or Mitt Romney, or if, if it, it whatever, even if we get a Trump presidency, I, part of me thinks that would be good because it would be bad, and then people would have to wake up and things would have changed. So I don't, I'm not even, I don't even think chaos is that bad. It might be a good eventual outcome. And so if some, if there was some way where it could turn into Bernie and Trump and that had to be, uh, settled with a MMA fight then, and then Congress gets to pick after that, then I'd go, whatever's the wildest thing to happen is what I'm rooting
0: for. Let me uh, explain this a little bit more. So basically the Republican party throws in a third party candidate like Mitt Romney, uh, cause they hate mm-hmm. Donald Trump. They just don't want him to be it. And so worst case scenario, they prevent Donald Trump from being the representative from the Republican Party. Best case scenario, they pull enough votes away from Hillary Clinton, who's been in trouble with a lot of shit, um, and prevent her from securing the necessary 270 electoral votes. Then the election goes to the House of Representatives, which is presided by Speaker Paul Ryan, who was Mitt Romney's former running mate in 2012. If neither candidate gets 270 electoral college votes, Congress picks the president. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. In the Constitution, the 12th yeah. Amendment says, the person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. And if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers, not exceeding three on the list of the those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately Mm -hmm. by ballot the president so that means I mean you might not have that's what I'm saying it's stuff like that's really crazy and I mean, it's been on the books forever. Most people just go, "It won't happen." But it's
2: pretty brilliant of the of right? the you know Constitution to have sure, all that stuff. I, I mean, I mean, it reminds me, reminds you of the the Big East playoff. How I mean, the Big Ten, where they do if Ohio State beat Michigan and Michigan beat Michigan State, and they play, and there's a three way tiebreaker, and it right. goes to all this where they have to have all that worked out to to figure out how you would even do it. But it's crazy that it's we're not near anywhere near pure democracy or anything like that. Like it's people, you know, your vote matters. Maybe doesn't really, you know. It's just really interesting though that they hate Trump. The Republican Party hates
0: Trump so much that no matter what, they might would just run a third party candidate just so he doesn't win. They'd rather have Hillary in there, mm-hmm. a professional politician. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like that. She's better. Like a, a, a Donald Trump's this wild card that they don't know what and he might be crazy and. They don't know, and it's not like the system, and it's just going to be really, it's going to be, no matter what, I think it is going to be super interesting. I'm. This is the most interested I've been in a long while, where I'm like, holy shit, all these people are really terrible, and it's going to be at least fun to watch as they're destroying America. (laughs) (laughs) If they're going to destroy America, at least make it fun, right? I mean, I don't know. It's pretty crazy, but anyway. That's enough. That's the damn news, guys. That's I'm the- i I'm, I'm done. I tell you what, watch
2: watch it looking over there and seeing Joey with that Amstel light is just killing me. I'm so jealous. I mean, broadcast Joe is just on fire. It's and so I, cool. and I, I hate it. I'm just sitting here, you know, on my diet doing my thing and it's
1: I'm gonna maybe get a carbonated water, but I am really jealous, Joey. I hope you're Hey, I, I actually have not gone uh the opposite extreme with my diet. Hell yeah, dude. What do you mean? Like, what? What did you? So your diet's over. What have you eaten? This crazy, like, sugar? Uh, no, wise? I definitely, I definitely had sugar. Um, but then, like, instead of remaining in that, I just flipped the switch. I'm like, okay, I indulged a little bit, like Easter. My parents came over, and you know, sweets, right? For sure, but now, I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah
2: kind of done, back
1: it. on track. So I'll do. I'll, you know, I like for lunch. I had a couple of blackberries and. You know, stuff like that, but definitely not just going full on board. Like, for example, had two breakfasts in a row. One was at the hotel where they had all sorts of pastries and all sorts of Wait, you had two breakfasts in a row? I mean, mean, over the course of a couple of days, I had the opportunity to eat very unhealthy breakfast foods. They were right in front of me, and I I turned it down. I
2: was going to say, though, I am going to drink this weekend. Matt McDonald and his wife. Hell yeah, man. And Bridget and I are going down to Portland for a Sherwood uh, listening party for their album. So we're going to go down there and stay in a hotel and I'm going, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to get drunk. (laughs) 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 I'm going to drink some Amstel lights when we get down there, but I'm looking forward to that and the Sherwood record and the, the people from the crowdfunding campaign coming out there to, to do it. And so, uh, we're excited about Sherwood Record. It'll be out here eventually. We're getting the vinyl and stuff done now, but uh, it's sounding good, looking good. Looking forward to that. It's good. And album, also, sure. I want, I'm uh, trying to make a little pitch here for the BC Club. I want. I know it's not al- always ultra clear all the stuff that we're doing, uh, but we've got Sherwood and more music coming. And we thank everybody for for supporting the BC Club and the and the money. Also, Joey's been working on his book, and we've brought on somebody that's paid. Uh, to run BC Words Publishing, his name's Matt Johnson, and he is working on a book with Joey. He's working on a book with Lunsford. He's working on a book um, that he's going to write, and a bunch of stuff on that. So we're turning that into basically a whole division. And so with books, it takes a ton of time and effort and money and editing and artwork and a long time before they're done, and a long time before they're released. And then you see if possibly they make any money. So we're we're just so you know some of the money we spend is going to pay this new guy, Matt Johnson, and to invest in these books and those projects coming up, and a lot of them are happening. So that's just some details. I I talked to Taylor, and he reminded me that, you you probably should tell people what stuff y'all are doing. I know it's a lot of stuff and it's behind the scenes. He said, I should remind people of it. So that's what that is. And I told him, why don't we solve it even better than that? I asked, I asked Taylor, would he come on the show for like eight minutes every couple of weeks and give us an update of what's going on? He runs the BC club as, and he's another person that we pay with the money from the BC club and I'm happy. So he's going to come do that. I, I didn't tell y'all that yet, but I'm gonna have him call in live. And also I'm happy to report things are going well for us. So we were actually getting paid and I won't make any mistakes about that. Um I won't make any apologies about it. It's going, it's going well. And so, so uh, the three of us are actually making some money from it too, which is a great thing. It's going to give us free us up for more time and try to do, do more stuff. So,
1: well, yeah. that's, that's that. Do we have, do you want to do an interview or something, Joey, for a BC club member? Yeah, definitely. So Silas George, he's been contributing at the highest defined bc club level of 50 dollars, and that spot earned him or, or that giving earned him a spot on the podcast so i had a little interview with him months back and uh, this is the guy that used to attend our church for a span of time when he was in south carolina with his wife and kids. All right, so let's roll that silas george how are you man i'm all right how about you Good. i actually i actually called you i think two minutes early so that was inconsiderate on my part i apologize oh.
3: No, I was, I, I was clicking buttons and I thought I accidentally called you. So I hit hang up and then I was like, Oh wait, it looked like he was calling me instead. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So I got to know, um, you are giving $50 and 50 cents a month to bad Christian. Is there any significance in the 50 cents? Mm,
3: I just wanted to do more than just 50 and I thought it would be fun to just do the extra 50 cents.
1: <laughs> All right. So let me, um let me tell you something that's going on here. Um, I actually, uh, I don't think we're going to be doing any more bad Christian episodes together. Uh, Matt, Toby, and myself, we, uh I, did you hear the last episode? No, I'm behind by like two episodes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, the, uh, the, this latest episode with the um, MMA guy, he started talking about um, mission work and all that stuff. And Toby kept saying, dude, let's keep talking about fighting. Let's keep talking about fighting. And the guy was patient with him for a while. But then he was just like, dude, I, you know, let, let me talk about the mission work right now. And Toby like went off on the guy. <laughs> I was like, good Lord, dude, this is like our guest. So I got heated, Toby got heated. Now we're not talking to each other. And so we actually are behind on episodes and don't don't have anything to come out on Saturday. So it's crazy because Matt and Toby are together. They're on the road. And right. so I don't know if they're recording stuff. If they are, obviously I'm not included in it. Um, or I don't know if Toby's just so mad that. Those two aren't going to do anything, and not quite. anyway. It's a big mess. So, uh, yeah. Ow. Anyway, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I tried,
3: just saw those guys last week. So. Yeah,
1: did you really? You went to the show?
3: Yeah, I did the I did the VIP bus. So I hung out
1: on the bus with them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you may want to just stop giving and start giving to Pastor with No Answers because that's the podcast that's going to really start flourishing now. So. Yeah, I've been been listening to that one too. So <laughs> And dude, I hope you don't get really mad, but I'm I'm totally just messing with you, man. I'm totally yeah. messing with you. Um I I've been I, I put a challenge on myself to make these calls uh I don't know, a little more intense and maybe even a little more Ooh, suspenseful. You know what I'm saying? To, like, kind of keep the people on the edge of their seats. But
3: uh-huh.
1: I appreciate you being a good sport, man. So let me ask you, to, I do want to hear, like, I was telling the last guy I talked to that this is one of the funnest parts for me is just to kind of actually be able to talk to people that are supporting us. because before that it's just an excel spreadsheet with people's names so you know there's a handful of people that i've been able to talk to but so you're in north carolina have you always lived there
3: uh, yep awesome yep. i've always been here and i guess i've talked to you a couple of times that was one that was one came down to seacoast i don't know if you remember
1: oh that's right that's me oh that's me my god my gosh. wife dude you kids on your uh on your picture you've got a hat and so it totally threw me for a loop <laughs> yeah like yeah i totally know who Anime you are faces yeah
3: so jenny jenny i said something last night about you know she was getting changed i was like hey you gotta make sure you're you know decent for so i wasn't sure if it was me a video or right. skype i wasn't sure if it was video i was like i thought it was video she's like oh i don't know was video thing and then or just a little bit ago i was coming upstairs and she's like Dude, i like sit yeah. next to you i was like yeah you can say hey to joey and he's like yeah just tell her he's like i'll tell her to say hey to priscilla for me so
1: that is hilarious man so okay so you know, we, we're we're being recorded, so for those of you that are listening, uh, these guys have, have come to James Island Seacoast and are actually a part of our community for a good, I don't know, month and a half, Silas, or something like yeah, that?
3: About, yeah, it was like four
1: weeks straight, and then we came a couple other Sundays after that. So Yeah, that's funny, man. A hat totally 100% changes your look. I think people would probably say the same thing about me but the the name should have hit me but I don't think I ever knew your last name so okay I'm making excuses for myself
3: <laughs> not a problem you meet a ton of people so that's right
1: <laughs> totally well um I'm gonna what why do you give to bad Christian I think that's always a good question I'm always curious because that's a lot of money a month
3: yeah well I guess I was trying to catch up a little because I was wanting to give one I guess that was part of the Kickstarter back yeah. Yeah, I guess it's been like two years ago initially and uh things were a little tighter financially we've we guess, made some good choices and uh, did some stuff and it's been just get a a good impact on me spiritually i guess i grew up kind of fundamental and it's been very eye-opening and a lot more i don't just help me with stuff and uh and feel like it's good outreach to some um i guess i can feel like i can tell people about it that might not be as spiritual as me but um that uh can just still hear, hear some good stuff and um I don't know, y'all got i think it's got a lot of good interviews and yeah good information and obviously i've yeah, met you guys y'all yeah seem like y'all uh well met you mainly um, yeah so yeah, we're not uh,
1: fakers right <laughs> right
2: right all right joey thank you for having silas george on there silas thank you and everybody else for for doing the BC Club, it really, you know, it's something else. Toby. Toby, do you have something else? Y'all want me to end with a prayer or anything, or do y'all need to confess
0: anything, or can I counsel with you now? I have an unspoken. Uh, you have an unspoken? I have unspoken, yep.
2: yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I have a lot of unspokens.
1: Like, yeah, I would say a lot of unspokens. Yeah. But Thanks, okay.
2: Matt. Uh add one more.
0: Uh, oh shit. Uh, I thought of another okay, one. Okay, I got another one. Got it? I'm writing these down because I know. <laughs> I mean, it's unspoken to the congregation, but I know it's weird. <laughs> like I got, se- I didn't know you get, like powers when you became a pastor did y'all know uh, joey knew it why didn't you tell oh you can oh, you see Shit. you can see i'm probably not supposed to say am i uh, you you, man, i know that i'm probably gonna be intrigued. you know how <laughs> like, magicians, you know how magicians some magicians give away how they did their tricks yeah like you, you got the a things now, now
2: and now you give them away
0: yeah it, it is crazy Slide on this side dude the colors on this side the money the the fame the the gambling the so, toby's <laughs> <laughs> You can do anything on this side. I can get away with anything right now. It is, do un- you know how freeing that is? I can do anything and be left the hell alone. <laughs> it's awesome. And, if anybody, if you, if you, and the
2: other side of that, we was telling me, is all you got to do is look at somebody and, and get, make your eyes real big and say, I know you've been looking at porn. And they'll think that's the Holy <laughs> Spirit. I and mean, you'll be right every time. <laughs> I mean, I, can, I feel so confident asking people for
0: money. Hey, listen, I. <laughs> Hey, listen, all you listeners out there, (laughs) you hit it. things are rough here. I'm not kidding. Hey, do you care about your neighbor? Do you care about this world? There are people dying. Join the BC club. You need to. Why aren't you? There's Tito. He's in a third world country right now. He listens to the Bad Christian podcast, but you know what? He doesn't even have Wi-Fi, so he doesn't get to listen to it all the time. Are you going to let that happen? Every little bit of BC money goes into getting uh, Mm -hmm. this word spread across the country and to the world. And so I just want you to give now, sow a seed right now, $1,000. I want you to sow a seed to BC right now, $1,000, and you watch that seed grow in your life. Don't, does money on you or does you own it? Sow a seed of $1,000. I'm <laughs> waiting for 10 calls right now. There's somebody out there with an arthritic <laughs> knee. There's someone with an arthritic
1: knee right now. And you need to, you know what God's telling you? Sow a seed. Hey, there's a lady that you are struggling to put food on the table for your kids. You don't have a husband. Sow a seed. God wants you to trust him with that last thousand dollars. Do you trust? Hey, and guess what? You got a credit
0: card? Put it on
1: the card. Yeah.
0: Put it on. What's the credit card for? To put it on the card. Right.
1: All right. All right. If you can't pay the credit card, that is okay. Trust God. Because God will pay there is a <laughs> There's a <laughs> podcast listener God. out there right now whose
2: iPhone headphones are on the fritz. When you jiggle the cable, oh, it, it goes intermittent totally. in the left ear. Don't so we seat. need that thirty dollars? Sew it here. So, so <laughs> seat.: We need that thirty dollars. So safe. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com